0: Thomas Overson, welcome to Out and About magazine. It is such a pleasure to have you here, and it's such a pleasure to be at the amazing Coca-Cola arena for this interview.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Fantastic. Now, we usually have a nice conversation, so we just want to get to know a little bit more about you um, and what you do in the entertainment industry. So if you could start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your entertainment journey.
1: Okay. It's been quite a journey, so um, I'm Danish, originally from outside of Copenhagen in in Denmark. I came to the Middle East in the late 90s as an air traffic controller. Eventually, as I'm sure we'll discuss, found my way into uh, entertainment. And for the past 20 plus years, I've been doing uh, a variety of ticketed events in the market and also bespoke events. Conceptualized and produced uh, festivals and, and done talent bookings for various uh, government and private events uh, across the region and sometimes even internationally.
0: So, 1998, moved to Bahrain, um, was an air traffic controller. Tell us a little bit more about how you transitioned from a career in um, aviation to entertainment. Very different. Yeah.
1: It's only in this part of the world that that's possible. Um, So the nature of being an air traffic controller in this part of the world and and one brought in from outside was that I mainly worked night shifts. So once I'd done a couple of night shifts I would have three four days off. So I ended up down in the the rugby club or the British club or whatever uh, being the one that was always sitting around able to assist with things so uh, when there was an event on I was asked if I could help with this or that and eventually I started booking some DJs and putting some events on. And I guess I just uh, uh, found that really intriguing. And, and when when one of the very few promotion companies in the region asked me to assist with a Westlife show, I think it was in Lebanon, I jumped at it and I got hooked.
0: Oh, fantastic. Now you've worked with many companies in the region, in the entertainment space, um, and you've you know moved on. But I think I read that you owned your own company before and then you you went back to working for other companies and then you're back now as an entrepreneur. Can you tell us a little bit about that transition as well?
1: So that's the beauty of this business. So whether you are employed or at least in my case, whether I was employed or, or running my own business, it was always an industry that embraced the entrepreneurial approach. So I've been very fortunate of working with people that either had their own money invested in the business that I, I was taking care of, or, or corporates that asked me to run the entertainment part of their business. So being able to run the business pretty much as I preferred to do it, so I feel very blessed and I feel, I certainly have always treated other people's money as if it was my own. Uh, which is probably a reason why I'm still able to do business in the market because I think if you, if you don't deliver on that front, uh, the uh, opportunities will slowly disappear. But but now I'm uh, 100% independent, as you said.
0: Okay. Now tell us about Top Entertainment. Then um, that's your company that you're yeah. currently promoting. On
1: so somewhat um, set up mainly because I, for the last three years, have been going back and forth with one of the big uh, projects in Saudi, the the rear gate. The, Uh, project in in Riyadh Um, I needed to have uh, an ability to have uh, license and and operate out of the UAE so set up that company three years ago and within the last year or so as as live in general came back and opportunities in the region were offered to me I realized that um, it was time to come back and and promote shows again and and this time I chose to do it fully independently with some amazing support from. From global operators, either in form of agreements that delivers talent um, for me, or or assistance with underwriting and financing of the shows I do.
0: Okay. Now, in terms of your journey, um, you've been in the Middle East. Why the Middle East? Why did you decide to stay in the Middle East and do um, your independent work, or with companies? And especially, um, why Dubai?
1: Yeah. So I mean. Uh, the opportunity f- to do entertainment came as I was in Bahrain. As I said, I naturally had the time and, and ability to do it. And I was I was very fortunate that one of the local promotions company asked me to assist them. And that's how I got involved. Sort of in the late nineties, that's when Dubai was emerging as the entertainment hub, perhaps taking over from from Bahrain to some extent, and, and eventually by far establishing itself as, as the entertainment destination in the region so I I moved to Dubai around the turn of the century Uh, oh that sounds like it's uh, many years ago Um, which it is I guess and and Dubai was just this place where if you put some effort in um, no one was going to ask if this was a natural business for you to be in Um, and I applied everything I had learned uh, through my career as an air traffic controller, I guess, but also uh, my upbringing, etc., and I was able to to make it in the entertainment business. And I think that was a journey I couldn't have had many other places. I think Dubai is one of those places that allows you to do that and rewards you if you do it well.
0: The land of opportunities. Right? Yeah, to some
1: extent, for sure.
0: Definitely. Now let's talk success for a moment. What does that look like for you?
1: Oh, look I w- and, and I mean this this is uh, sounds corny but but honestly this is definitely one of the parameters uh, when you have an event uh, on and people that have paid their hard-earned monies to attend they walk out with a smile on their faces humming one of the last songs they've heard at the at the concert that's suddenly certainly, uh, certainly success for me um, of course there's a, um uh, checks and balances way of looking at it the the bottom line should be positive um, but it's very much about, for me, being able to bring artists that makes a difference that haven't been here before, or um, you know, uh, do something, offer people an an experience that they haven't had before. In the early days when, when I started doing shows, uh, most of the concerts that took place were either in ballrooms or small gardens at hotels. There was one ticket category, perhaps two. I remember, with the support of Nokia, being really. Uh, a main investor in the industry supporting live events, we came up with this idea of having a premium pit close to the States, and we called it the Nokia pit. That's now a standard that you have a fan pit at most events, but before that, we didn't have that in the market. So I think these kind of uh, new developments or or changing the experience for the fans is something that I, I like. And so success for me would be to bring top artists, but also to bring perhaps some entertainment that Otherwise, wouldn't have come to the market, uh, not just being able to offer more dollars than perhaps my competitors can offer. Um, but overall, business has to be profitable.
0: Now tell me about some of your favorite shows.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would, yeah, so I was fortunate enough to bring Destiny's Child to the Middle East. Um, and that led to a relationship with Matthew Knowles that was Beyonce, that is Beyoncé's dad. And so for a couple of years I booked a lot of Beyoncé shows in the region and was fortunate enough to take her to Africa for the first time for her. And eventually I think one of the shows I would think back on with great memories would be uh, Addis Ababa where uh, Beyoncé performed and we had a ludicrous opening. Um, that was fantastic. Um, 32,000 people for one direction out at the Seven stadium was was fantastic. Um, But I think also getting involved with bringing some of the top, uh, initially UK, comedians to Dubai that hadn't been there. There's been some great comedy work done in the region. People that that well before I got into comedy have been putting on comedy on a regular basis. But we hadn't seen the big sort of arena style shows um, till years back. I was part of of bringing those shows, so that was was great. Um, But I've had Eric Clapton ironing his own trousers backstage at a Media City amphitheater uh, show. Phil Collins out at the Autodrome uh, was fantastic. Shakira's first uh, uh, show in the UAE, also at the Autodrome, where unfortunately, we uh, stopped traffic in the uh, uh, surrounding area. Um, there's been a lot of shows, um, artists like uh, Paolo Notini uh, that perhaps many people don't know about, uh, has been great working with. I've had some less favorable moments perhaps. The second last show Amy Winehouse did was with, with us here at Festival City. Um, so yeah, it's a, that's a mixed bag. I mean lots of, of amazing shows uh, to think back, back on and I think it's not necessarily the biggest uh, in ticket sales or the highest ranking artist that necessarily defines that i mean i've done quite a few jennifer lopez shows and working with her is is uh, amazing not just because commercially it works well but she's just a very inspiring person so yeah there's there's lots of great memories
0: that's amazing absolutely amazing now you've got 50 Cent coming up, you've got Justin Bieber coming up, two amazing artists. What are you looking forward to most about 50 Cent and then um, Justin Bieber?
1: So 50 Cent is, I I haven't done too much urban music. I uh, conceptualized um, a festival um, that that many people here will know called Redfest DXB, where we did book urban artists, uh, but it was very much based on uh, Virgin Radio playlists. Uh, but I would say this is probably the first sort of urban show that, that I'm putting on. I was fortunate enough to see his show in Copenhagen a couple of weeks back, 30,000 people, and split down between a young audience that knew his songs perhaps for anthems, but hadn't grown up with him, and then an audience that came for reminiscence. And it's just, uh, it's an hour and a half of fun hip-hop uh, uh, rap taking you through some of the most classic hits. So that's just a great party. So definitely looking forward to that. With, with Justin, it's a return. He's coming back for the third time. What would be our fifth show together in the UAE. And uh, he just uh, grows as an artist and as an individual. Um, so I'm looking forward to the most relaxed experience with him because uh, there's been some, some interesting moments over the years. And of course, two packed nights here at the Coca-Cola Arena.
0: Now let's talk about you a little bit more. Now in terms of the entertainment business and what you do, what do you find as non-negotiable when it comes to doing your business?
1: Um it's uh, I mean I, someone has told me several times over the years that it's only the movie industry that's worse than the, the live uh, concert business and it's obviously because the industry to some extent has a bad reputation with regards to hustling and um uh, it's just one of those businesses where sometimes people perhaps claim to represent an artist they don't or uh, you know an event is put on sale and then it's cancelled for mysterious reasons whatever. I think Dubai has come extremely far with regards to its credibility uh, as a destination and, and our industry as, a, as an industry. So for me it's um, there's no replacement for the truth. and. Um, if you're honest uh, about your own abilities or the situation you're in, it'll always come back to you, even if it, is, it doesn't seem like the best thing in that particular moment. So for me, it's like, if you lie to me, then I can't deal with that. It's, uh, I won't do it to you, and I'll be honest, and um, once you have made a commitment, uh, you honor that commitment, even if it's not necessarily in your own best interest right there.
0: And you know, when you lie, you have to try and remember what you said. You yeah. Know? So you wanted to yeah. try and avoid those situations. Now, in terms of your personal growth, is there anything that you would take or advice you would give to your 20-year-old self?
1: Yeah, I think um, being Danish, and I would probably, if I think back, I would never have thought that it would be possible, even perhaps to change career. I think. Uh, the way the world works today, um, you should expect to have several careers in your in your life. Um, and I think um, I think sometimes uh, that old saying of "It's better to ask forgiveness than permission" can be applied. I think uh, I would I would benefit from perhaps being a bit more uh, aggressive with regards to taking new opportunities than what I thought of when I was at that age. Um, uh, But this place naturally gives you those opportunities. So I think, um, uh, yeah, I would say that that's probably, um, don't get stuck in something. There's always something else you can do. And even if people advise you against doing something, if you have the heart in the right place, then uh, you might be able to succeed.
0: Okay. And now tell me about some of your everyday habits. So, when you get up each day, what are some of the things that?
1: So, um, yeah, I um, I live uh, down in uh, Jumeirah, and I try to get out of bed at around 5:30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and get on the bike and and ride along the the beach, which is fantastic and a humbling experience. Reminds me of how lucky I am living here, considering the weather back home. Um, so that's normally a great start to the day, and it also. Um, allows me an excuse for not being on the phone for at least 45 minutes. Um, But that's pretty much where it starts, because in this industry, I deal with agents and and managers across the the world. So the early morning is when you catch people in the US before they shut down and then the day kind of runs from from there on. Um, But uh, taught by the pandemic habits, I enjoy uh, working a lot from home. Um, at least when I have to do the the many calls in the morning and and late in the evening. Um, And then it's so nice again being able to do face-to-face meetings, so I try and squeeze a few of them in during the day as well.
0: And in terms of your mental health, this is something that I've asked a lot more, especially since the pandemic and especially with male. I know both male and females, you know, do go through their challenges with mental health, but I know that as the different sexes, we deal with it very differently. So how do you look after your mental health?
1: Yeah, I think also, look, I'm, as I alluded to before, I've been in this business for a long time, it's because I'm, I'm quite old. So as you get older, you get rounder in your uh, personality, I think, too. I think my younger, more aggressive self, uh, when it comes to wanting to achieve and perform, would probably have been more exposed to the downsides of not being able to deliver on certain things or questioning yourself whatever so i don't i don't feel particularly vulnerable in that uh, in that sense but i enjoy being with the family and, and knowing that th- this business is my own so instead of making it um, a challenge for me or, or a potential risk that everything is on my shoulders i see it as an upside that i can make the decisions uh, and i also i actually enjoy the fact that there's no one else to blame. So uh, if anyone ever feels that I'm blaming them, uh, I can assure you I take full responsibility. It's all on my shoulders. And that kind of makes, um, uh, makes it feel good, even when perhaps I make the wrong decisions or when things doesn't go as I had intended that. It's how I wanted it. So, uh, you know, I'll suck it up and move on.
0: And what's next for Top Entertainment?
1: Uh, loads more uh, of events um, not just here in the UAE but across the region certainly uh, more of um, lifestyle type of events I'd love to go back and and launch some some festival brands I've had Breadfest uh, DXB blended Fiesta de los Muertos love to do more in that uh, area comedy is a, is a thing that I I'd, I'd get back uh, back with so over the next couple of months we'll we'll make announcements in in all those fields and we'll put more Uh, more pop and and rock shows on on sale as well.
0: Fantastic, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I wish you all the best with all the shows. We're looking forward to Justin Bieber and 50 Cent being here at the Coca-Cola Arena and whatever else is to come. We look forward to being a part of those as well and celebrating with you.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, Please uh, join, uh, join us in this amazing arena for the upcoming shows.